You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. Yeah, there were horses and a man on fire, and I killed a guy with a trident. This is The Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. We continue on with our WHL team previews, and uh, this segment, it's the Regina Pats. That means the general manager, John Panic is back on The Pipeline Show. Mr. Paddock, welcome back to the program. It's been a while. How are... How was your off season and uh, how was camp? Off season was fine, uh, longer than we've been used to, but that's where we're at. And uh, camp's been, you know, I don't want to downplay it, but it's been what we'd expect at our training camps. Um, we like our draft from last year a lot, and um, our team. Um, should be a little bit more competitive this year. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. Uh, let's get to know your team a bit, and maybe we'll start. By noting the players who aren't back from last year's roster and uh, the overage players that you lose, uh, Brett Clayton as well uh, uh, on the back end, Brady Puto and uh, Liam Scholler. Uh, who else from last year's club is not returning this year, John? Well, we had uh, Strew kid, Sebastian Strew, um, who decided to go to get a pro offer in Europe. That's so right. Uh, those three overagers and that 19-year-old are the really the only players Um that aren't eligible to play for us um, in their place, not in their place, but uh, Austin Pratt is a 20 year old. Now we acquired uh, Dawson Holt as a 20 year old and we reacquired Robbie Holmes as a 20 year old. So those are our, those are the additions for the, you know, as twenties or the ones who graduated to become twenties. And they're the only three twenties in camp. And, and I wonder, does that, uh, was that by design? You wanted to have that situation sort of settled so it wasn't you know, hanging over the heads of guys? Well, um, we had hoped that Sebastian was going to come uh, to camp. And then he had this offer. So um, one of one of two ways was fine with us. Like, I mean, if you have four of them, I think it helps competition-wise and uh, helps lift the level of training camp and, you know, amongst themselves to, you know, want to play at a level to be here. Been saying that when you got twenties, they know basically the league. They know their roles and strengths. They know that we're going to count on them a lot, uh, as has been articulated to them. So mm-hmm. um, it wasn't necessarily by design, but we're more than fine with it. Well, and all three of the twenties that you have are forwards as well. Um, and, and again, maybe or maybe not by design, but uh, does it uh, in in a general sense, would you prefer to have uh, some more experience on the back end than what I guess on paper you might have? Well, um, yes, but we got a lot of young defensemen that we like uh, for the future, so we're going to monitor that closely. But uh, you know, we're going to we, we're comfortable with these young defensemen, and uh, we'll see how they are doing, how we are doing uh, as far as looking at down the road. And I don't think it was by design up front. Um, so I guess I'm saying ideally if we knew in May we could have some 20-year-old defenseman, we would have. But uh, I look at teams last year, like Red Deer got a tremendous amount of scoring out of their three 20-year-olds. I think there was another team, too, that really led, they led the way somewhere. So for us, uh, you know, those three 20s, there's high expectations from them, and there's, we, we have a lot to expect from them, and I believe they're going to give it to us. And uh, how about your import situation this year? Well, we have Nikita Sadoff back, um, a fine young defenseman. He was voted our top defenseman last year, mm-hmm. by the team. And uh, Daniel Gushin, very talented winger that we drafted. At this point, uh, we're not having success in uh, 
having him come here, but I'll call it a work in progress, and it's not going to stop. Uh, he's a very talented player. Is there a deadline for when a guy can come over uh, outside of the January 10th deadline to add players to your roster? No, um, there isn't a deadline. Uh, there is, uh, we can put him on a suspended list uh, the 1st of November, and, you know, he can still come up to January 10th or then look at another Euro, which would then put him out and he'd just be on a suspended list. So there's there's a lot of time yet um, and to work on it or to have hopes, and that's what we do, and we're not going to stop until we hit a deadline or hit something because uh, he's just too good a player not to want him on our team. John Paddock, GM of the Regina Pats, my guest here on the Pipeline Show. Uh, all right, John, you've gone through training camp into the preseason now, and you've, your team's already played three games. How many uh, goaltenders do you still have uh, left around the team right now? We have three, uh, Paddock, McNabb, and Pacente, three that were basically with us last year. Mm-hmm. You don't foresee starting the season with three goaltenders, do you? Normally the three-headed monster, not ideal. No. Um, you know, our goaltending uh you know, Max is the clear number one on our team, and then uh, it sorts out from there. Uh, you know, you got to have goaltenders, though. You got to have more. You got to have too many more than not enough. Mm-hmm. So we have three guys that have a little bit of experience in the league. Uh, in Matthew and Dean has lots of experience, so uh, we want to get off to a good start. That may, you know, be with having good depth at everywhere and so forth. So. We'll see how that goes, but you know, ideally, you don't want two 19-year-old goalies on your team. Uh, so, again, that's something that will be evaluated as time goes on. All right, uh, and I know NHL camps are opening up. Uh, do the Pats lose anybody to uh, any uh, of those uh, camps opportunities? Uh, no, we don't. I was disappointed. Uh, Austin Pratt couldn't and didn't get an invite in Holmes, and uh, the goaltender, my nephew, uh, he had shoulder surgery at the end of the year. April 1st about. So he wasn't ready for a, a July camp, which he had a couple of opportunities to. And so I think that hindered him. And so he didn't get a, a training camp one after being in San Jose last year. So yeah, that's just the way it is. Well, well it's, uh, yeah, tough news for those guys. I guess if there's a silver lining from your perspective, uh, you might have a motivated group there. Yeah, I think they should be. Um, and I think when you look around the league, especially I'm talking about the overagers, there's been yeah. a lot of overage players the last few years get contracts. And, um, and we've had ourselves in Dawson Lidl. And, uh, so I think that there, there's lots of reasons for those guys to be focused and, and want to leave a team and want to do something personally for the team and get some attention. All right, let's look at your defensive core. You mentioned Nikita Setov uh, back again after uh, last year's impressive uh, season, uh, his first in the WHL. Who else becomes your your defensive uh, core, if you will, uh, for, on the blue line, uh, the guys you're really going to rely on? Well, the four guys that uh, were here last year and have experience and are a little bit older, and the Setoff and Riker Evans at 18 and Tyson Feist at 18 and, and uh, Kyle Walker at 19. Those are the first four out of the gate for no reason other than experience. And, uh, you know, they, they're, they're all solid players. They all bring something different to the table. Um, so a couple of them are defensive and play physical, and a couple of them are, are very skilled and so forth. So uh, after that, uh, we've had a very impressive 16-year-old in Jake Johnson. He's going to make the team. He's been excellent. Um, and... Uh, Sam McGinley 
here for a cup of coffee last year. Kai Mitchell was here for the last half of the year and Zonavelt for the full season. So uh, there's a battle going on there. I'm not sure whether we're going to carry seven or eight, but uh, that's what we want to do with our defenses, evaluate those young guys and just see what we decide in a little while. Well, it sounds like a heck of a pick with Jake Johnson, a 10th rounder coming out of Scottsdale, Arizona. And uh, as you said, to quote you, he's been really impressive and he's going to make your team. And uh, this is a kid 16 years old, so he's coming in uh, uh, with uh, pretty high expectations already, setting the bar high for you. Yeah, well, he's you know he was a unique case. He's actually Canadian-born, but lived in Arizona basically all his life, uh, close to it. And uh, he was unique in the you know, so good for us, and I think it's going to turn out great for him. But, like, he signed, he came to us wanting to sign a contract probably late September last year mm. after being at camp. And, uh, you know, that takes him out of all the U.S. stuff. He was living there. His family obviously has documentation. They've been there for a long time. And he wanted, his dad and him wanted to go the junior hockey route. And uh, he's, he's, he's a very solid player for a 16-year-old. Nice. All right, uh, up front uh, for you, uh, you mentioned Dawson Holt, Robbie Holmes, Austin Pratt all back uh, as 20-year-olds, and they say back. Robbie Holmes, you, you went out of your way to reacquire him. Obviously, uh, you're a fan of uh, the way he played for you in the past. Well, I think it's important or it's valuable when you know the player, you know the background, you know what he can and can't do, you know what his character is. And so um, when we had that opportunity, um, it was worth it for the cost and just – uh, you know, our 20s last year were defenders, and uh, they didn't put up any stats, which wasn't expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it was a it was a neat year. But as I mentioned earlier, um, we weren't going by forward by design. But when we got them, now we have high expectations of them, and I think it's you know, um, again, I don't know Dawson as well as the other two, but Robbie and uh, Austin were expecting big things in in all areas from them. Who else to, up front for you will provide some of that the offensive pop that you're going to need? Well, I think it'll be a little bit by committee. You know, things will sort themselves out in that. Uh, we had lost 17-year-olds last year there, and as Dave Stroop says, my first year back in junior, that they all take a step by Christmas and then take another step. So that's what we're we're thinking and slash counting on. To what level? That's a, another story. But um, Logan Nijoff, uh, Carter Massier, uh, Garrett Wright are all, you know, they all have a lot of things you like and they all got better as the season ended last year. So mm-hmm. we have some expectation that they're going to continue that path. Um, Cole Dubinsky is a 16 year old player. Uh, he's had a very good camp. Um, he's growing some and stuff. So, and we got a player, a young player from Lethbridge, uh, Drew Inglot, um, who's been out with a little bit of a knee injury, but uh, he's, a, he's a good young player. So those people are, you know, going to come in and play good roles. And and then we have uh, Ty Cole, Duncan Pierce, uh, Riley Crane, who are 19-year-old players who've been in the league, uh, all bring a little bit of something different. And so I think it's a, we have some depth at forward. It's not high end, but overall it's we have some solid players. So we're sort of a committee and considering, sorry, uh, John didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, considering the the cyclical nature of junior hockey, and you're, you know, a couple of years ago you're hosting the Memorial Cup, and uh, after that you got to take your lumps for a little bit. Uh, where where do you see the Pats in that cycle right now? Well, I think I think we should be a little, we should be better than we were last year because we've got the same players 
and they're a year older. So there's just a natural improvement by where we are in the cycle. I'm not sure where that takes us. Um, you know, it depends on your on your competition and opposition somewhat. Mm-hmm. But I mentioned about the 20s, and uh, we have total faith in our goaltender who had a so-so first half and a good second half. Those four people can, you know, make us, you know, a, a competitive team, make us in the hunt for playoffs, and then we'll see where the rest of the guys improve. Well, and the complexion of uh, the East Division changes a little bit with Kootenay moving to Winnipeg, and I know you'll still play Swift Current six times this year, so that part of it doesn't change for you. But when you look at the rest of the division and, and perhaps maybe the the conference in general, what would you consider to be a successful season for the Regina Pats? Well, you know, I think every team starts out wanting to be in the playoffs. So, of course, if we made the playoffs, that would be successful. Um, we know as, you know, players have a view and then the coaches have a view and the manager has a view. So uh, we're in year two. Um I expect improvement. I expect us to be in the hunt, you know, and then after that, there's a lot of factors. But again, so I repeat uh, the twenties and the goaltender should put us in the hump. If we get some surprises, then we're a little bit more for real. If we get an injury or two to run people, then it's going to be tougher, but we're, we should be an improved team if for no reason other than we got a year experience and we're a year older. Excellent. John, I really appreciate your time. Uh, I certainly wish you the best of luck. This season with the Regina Pats, and uh, look forward to seeing uh, the club when it comes to Edmonton. Thank you very much. That's John Paddock, a man of few words. Never really questioned his knowledge or anything like that. Don't just don't get the sense he likes talking to media all that much, and that's fine. Not everybody does, but the Pats will be interesting this year, and you know it's hard really to predict what to expect from them. Last year, I knew going into the season, and we talked to Phil Andrews, the play-by-play guy there. I think everybody knew it's going to be a year where they sell off anything they can uh, to recoup some uh, some draft picks because they went hard for it the year they hosted and you got to do that. Uh, but that comes back and uh, those those what's the expression the chickens have come back to nest. <laughs> I don't know I don't know if that's an expression or not, but um, this could be another uh, another year of that. I think they'll be better than last year, but not a whole lot better. Uh, and I could see that team making some more deals and trying to get more picks again. The the rebuild, it might be, you know, three or four years. They really went deep into their prospect pool and, and cleaned out the cupboards when it came to their picks. So uh, it could be a slightly longer rebuild than normal uh, for Regina, and this will be a, definitely a development year for them. You look up and down their roster, there's not a lot of players that they drafted in, in the top three rounds of the Bantam draft. So that, I think that tells you where they are right now uh, in their cycle. Anyway, that was John Paddock, and uh, that wraps up this week's episode of the Pipeline Show. All five guests that you heard from, I really appreciate the media guys and girls uh, for those teams uh, helping set up those interviews. Uh, this has been a long process to, to get all these GMs confirmed, and I appreciate the patience and uh, the constant emails that I'm sending, and uh, nobody's nobody's gotten mad at me yet, so I appreciate that. So uh, thanks to Matt Barsley from Kamloops, Alan Miller from Moose Jaw, Bruce Hamilton from the Rockets, Peter Anholt from Lethbridge, and there John Paddock of the Regina Pats. Next week on the show, the final five teams. We've done 17 so far in the WHL. That was quick math on my part. Next week on the program, scheduled to speak with Darren Ritchie of the Brandon Wheat Kings, Barkley Pernetta of the Vancouver Giants, head coach James Patrick of the Winnipeg Ice, Curtis Hunt, the GM of the Prince Albert Raiders, 
and Willie Desjardins of the Medicine Hat Tigers back in the WHL. So good, great way to close out these WHL team-by-team previews. Really looking forward to those conversations next week. Lots of hockey now being played. You can get out and watch some uh, preseason games. Of course, if you're a fan of the NHL, all the Young Star tournaments are, are going this weekend as well. So lots of hockey to watch. Get out and watch some of it if you can. So when we come back, you and I can talk about it next week. Until then, my name's Keith Flaming. See ya.